Hello, and welcome to another episode of the CBO Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Donna Sheely. Happy to have you join us. Today, we are speaking with Manish Kumar. He is the Vice President of Finance and Administration at Northeastern Illinois University in Chicago. Hello, Manish. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having me. Yes. So, Manish, I always like to start off with folks telling me their background and their journey that led them to becoming a CBL. So please share with us your journey. My journey to higher ed or academia was not very thought of in the beginning. I initially intended to be an engineer, and uh, but you know I can instead continue to the grad school. Then I enjoyed finance career in, in private sector before transitioning into higher ed over a decade ago. So my first role was with as the director of strategic initiatives for the College of Arts and uh, Arts and Architecture at the University of Idaho. I then, then served as the associate dean for administration and finance for business Rutgers Business School at Newark and New Brunswick, and then I was the CFO and the associate dean for finance and budget management for CAS at UNC Chapel Hill, uh, you know, and now I serve as the vice president for finance and administration um, and CFO at Northeastern Illinois Uni- uh, University in Chicago, which is a HSI and a minority serving institution. Yes, yes, I did see that your school is known as a Hispanic serving institution. So as a CBO, what do you focus on differently by being at a Hispanic serving institution or is there any difference? So a uh, Hispanic serving institution is mostly constituting of uh, some of the trio grants that we that the institution received from the federal government as being part of the HSI uh, designated uh, institution not every uh, there are very, very few universities in the United States that have HSI designation. Rutgers is one of them, as well as uh, some other Big Ten schools uh, as well. So uh, being an HSI, you would see, you know, although we serve all students, but there is also a special emphasis on the Hispanic serving institutions and the Hispanic uh, students along with the other minority students. Awesome. So what is under your umbrella there at um, your school at Northeastern Illinois University? So I manage the finance office, the budget office, the procurement office, uh, accounts payable, receivable, uh, facilities, um, you know, buildings, grounds, engineering, uh, custodian services, as well as uh, uh, human resources all aspects of human resources, IT services, information technology services, plus everything else that no one else wants to do. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that always the way? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love that. Well, your school is mainly a teacher's college, correct? That is correct. Okay. So what are the two most important financial issues confronting your institution right now? We have, you know, like every institution uh, during the pandemic, uh, it has affected our, you know, minority students very disproportionately, right? So, you know, helping helping them 
coming back, making sure they keep on track in, in school, their retention, and they graduate on time. And the second best, bigger challenge is the enrollment. You know, the national trend has been enrollment going down overall. And, uh, that has been a huge challenge for a, for a university, especially when you, we are in a, such a competitive market as Chicago, where the students are actually move, more students are moving out of the city and the state rather than coming in. So, so yes, enrollment has been, you know, one of the biggest challenges. Yes. And so as a CBO, what are some of the strategies that your team is using to help with that challenge? So, you know, as uh, as part of finance and administration, uh, the enrollment contributes a huge, uh, you know, is our bread and butter, right? You know, uh, that's where the most of the revenue comes in. And uh, uh, we, we have been working with, with the academic affairs as well as enrollment management to come up with a top, top of scholarship uh, that we came up for uh, uh, for our students. Basically, uh, it's called NEIU for you. What it does is it fills the gap between what most of our students bring in through their Pell and MAP grants and whatever the dollar is left over, university picks it up for their four years. So for most of our students, we get almost 66% of our students are coming from uh you know, financially challenging situations. So, you know, they do come with some sort of Pell and MAP grant. And this uh, strategy has actually helped us uh, grow our enrollment. And I'm proud to say that because of this, a directly contribution to this, uh, our first time, full-time enrollment went up by 55%. Last last fall, and again we are on a higher trend again for this year, which we have beaten up. Uh, you know the enrollment projections for all of our sister institutions. That's excellent. That is excellent. Very good. Well, let's go back a little bit and talk about mentorship. Share with us a little bit about your mentors along your journey of becoming a CBO. I'm very excited to to have great mentors, you know, and I'm proud to have great mentors in my life. Every way uh, through my journey, be it my high school math teacher who helped me guide through the challenges when I was too scared to take the grade 12th exam and, uh, you know, how he bucked me up and, you know, get, helped me get my confidence back to my college professors who helped me graduate on time. I have been always been, uh, you know, blessed to have some mentors in my life. I'm especially excited to have a professional mentor, you know, as my, you know, Dr. Ashwani Monga, who, who used to be a vice dean here at Rutgers Business School. Now he is the systems provost at Georgia. Uh, Georgia system, you know, uh, I think it's the Georgia state system. He has been a great influence in my life. He has helped me through some of the challenges that I have faced in both in my personal as well as professional lives. Uh, he has provided me with uh, all kinds of support that I could expect and, and, you know, or would I have hoped for when, when I had nowhere to go, just brainstorming ideas with him or 
thinking my thoughts through with him really helped me uh, guide through these, uh, you know, guide through the challenges, get over uh, those challenging times for me. I know you all are going through some leadership changes. And what advice would you have for CBOs that may be dealing with some of those same challenges as they are shifting and, and going through changes of their of their leadership? What advice would you give to other CBOs that may be having those same type of transitions? It's very important to understand, you know, the shared governance, the academic system. A lot of times as we as CBOs just look at numbers and do not understand and the intangible or, or may get run into challenges in understanding the full picture or full uh, scope or view of some of those intangible things that that is uh, part and partial of academia, including shared governance, including consensus building. Uh, you know, numbers mean a lot, but that at the same time, we as a higher ed have a different mission and vision to also to serve. So yes, bottom line is important, but then also there is an understanding of what is the mission of the university. So bringing the right alignment together is is something that we need to understand and hang in there. You know, changes are part of our life. It's hard to hard to accept those at times. We get comfortable, but then again, changes will happen. It does happen. You just find the right alignment and keep pushing through. Great advice. So what has excited you most about this semester as we, you know, come into a new semester starting next year? What has excited you most and what are you looking forward to? Well, I was very excited. You know, those two years of COVID with having like, you know, empty hallways have been very hard. And I'm really excited to see those students back on campus to walk and wandering through the hallways. You know, uh, it makes me feel, makes me rethink that, you know, the decision to be in academia was worth it. You know, I've been very excited to have them back. Uh, also been excited, like even after the gap of so, uh, you know, a couple of years, we were able to quickly come back and and realign together to keep continue serving our students, faculty and staff members. So, yes, that was initially a challenge. A lot of COVID uh, uncertainties were there. A lot of things were in air, but we had so many mitigation plans. Uh, you know, plan A, plan B, and plan C's, you know, and a plan D, if not, none of those three work, right? A plan for not work, not workable plan. So, you know, all of those coming in fruitful and seeing them, you know, that how those actually directly helped our students. And uh, on December 11th, when our students graduate, this is the first, second time we are having in-person uh, uh, commencement after COVID. So I'm really excited to see those students graduate. Yes, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. So what does your future look like in higher ed? Well, I'm excited to help serve uh, Northeastern Illinois University future in higher ed, I think is bright. We have, you know, of course, there are challenges. We, we you know, we talked about a couple of challenges early on, I think we just need to alter some of our past practices and see what different we can do to continue, uh, you know, continue doing the business. Businesses, 
uh, including higher ed, has been challenged by so many unpredictable things, including COVID and enrollment declines, uh, state uh, appropriations decline for public schools, uh, generating other new revenues. So we have to continue as CPOs. We have to continue striding forward to finding new ways of doing businesses as we convince our peers and colleagues to see why the way we are proposing is the best way to doing it in the consensus-based scenarios. Is there any resource that you go to, your go-to resource that you have and that you may recommend our listeners check out? You know, Nakubo has been the biggest resource for us. Uh, Nakubo has so many webcasts, podcasts, and even conferences, training programs. I use a lot of Nakubo resources. Uh, think of, you know, I, I use Nakubo as my Bible. You know, they have everything that we can think of from recruitment to tuition strategies to uh, how to uh, budget to gas B requirements to audit requirements. Think of a thing and you got it there. So Nakubo has been, you know, and plus they also have those uh, chapters, right, regional chapters. I always suggest my colleagues and, and, uh, you know, uh, my team members to be part of those regional chapters as well as the national chapter and and find the most out of there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts? You know, I I really think academia has a lot of uh, potential. There are challenges, but we have to keep on navigating through having mentorship and using Nakubo resources are a couple of keys to success that I actually have experienced as I have grown up in my in my stages of my career. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Manish. You gave us some valuable information. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Donna. Thank you for having me today. Yes. And thank you for joining us today for this episode of CBO Speaks, brought to you by the National Association of College and University Business Officers. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of research and tools at nakubo.org. Make sure you subscribe to CBO Speaks on Apple Podcasts so that you can get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Manish Kumar of Northeastern Illinois University, I want to thank you for joining us on CBO Speaks. I'm Donna Sheely. Be well.